We are a church that is open to everyone. No matter where people come from and regardless of their history, here everyone finds a home. The needs of our society compel us to compassionate action. We are known for our generosity, lending a helping hand and not turning our backs. We are a compassionate church that gives our very best for God. The topic tonight is the church is generous. We will speak about generosity and I want to start with a very, very funny st uh, story I read this week. There were two pastors that came together and said, I have a question. When you collect the offering, how, what are you doing after you collect the offering? One pastor is simple, easy. I take the bills out of the offering and the coins belongs to the Lord. The second pastor, no, 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 I'm doing totally differently. I take all the bills and all the coins, I throw it up to heaven, say, God, take whatever you need, and the rest who comes down, it's mine. That's also a way of generosity, right? <laughs> it's a, a unique way, but yeah, it's just a joke. And I believe that the first church, the first church in the book of Acts chapter 2, it's for me like the role model. It's like the blueprint of God. And when we started the church many, many years ago, we just wondered what was the blueprint? What was the, the first church? How, how was the church? And we came up with one goal and we wrote it down in one sentence to make it simple, clear. Actually, this sentence is like a summary of the first church. And what would happen if we read this together? You and me together, this goal, it's on the big screen. Are you ready? I will count on three and then we read it together very loud and excited, right? One, two, three. We exist to see people more, become more like Jesus Christ and fearlessly change their world. You were better than I did. Um, it was amazing. This is actually the first church in the book of Acts. And I draw you the last four weeks always like a very simple illustration. And the first church was actually big. They met week by week in the temple was big. And they met also in houses. We call it like small. We believe in celebrations with big. And we believe in small groups like a small family of 8 or 12 people. We gather week by week. We pray for each other. And we take care for each other. And there was a second thing. The church, the first church that had a lot of inputs. They were under the teaching of the apostles that like a godly input and they also had an output. Input and output is very, very important. And I believe that three kinds of output in terms of finances, time, time is very valuable, and also talents. Somebody wrote me this week, said, your writing is beautiful. <laughs> right? Three things. The output was like financials, time, and also talents. Well, let's go to an amazing Bible verse. Are you ready? 
Fasten your seatbelts. This Bible verse is really amazing. Acts chapter 2, verse 44 to 45. And all the believers met together in one place, that's big, and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. Can I hear a strong amen? amen? This morning, all the Swiss people, they were like, is this really in the Bible? I said, yeah, that's the beginning of the first church. I mean, they sold everything. Can you imagine? Some of those people coming up to me say, Pastor Leo, you speak about tithing. We give 10% into the kingdom of God, into the house of God, 10%. This is Old Testament. That's old law. I always think, what, what will you say to me? They say, we believe in the new law. I say, after Jesus died? Yeah, yeah, it's the grace, grace gospel. I said, grace gospel? Yeah. 10% is actually not much. The first church, the new law, they gave everything. When I speak about tithing, say hello, thank you, pastor. You're under the old law. Or either you give everything. And this was the first church. They were generous they believe that the kingdom of God is the most important thing. And here is a very amazing picture about a, a, a cake, for example. When you take the first piece of a cake, for example, the first 10%, the first piece of a cake is always amazing. It's fresh, it's new, you're the first person. But when you take the same thing, like the last piece of a cake, it's the same amount, right? But the feeling, it's actually different. And sometimes we give the last part of the 10% to God and the first 90% we use for ourselves. I believe always give the first 10% to God, into the house of God. We honor God with the best we have and the rest we take for ourselves. The Bible says actually for Ephesians chapter 1 verse 23 and that's why the reason why I believe in the power of the local church and the church is his body. The church is the body of Jesus Christ. Just think for a moment about that. The church is not just an organization, a building. It's the body of Jesus Christ. It's made full and completely by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. With other words, the fullness of God is in the local church. You see, how does it work? I know, this is a good question. Imperfect people coming together. But we praise and worship to a perfect God who is here. He hears, he answers, he does signs and miracles in an amazing way. When you speak about social ministry in our church or in my private life, it's very important to have a strategy because the need is all over. When you watch television, when you're reading social media, whatever, the needs is all over. When you, especially when you're a believer, you get every week emails and, and letters and Twitters and, and, and Insta stories, please help me, please, I need your money. And many, many years ago when we started church, God gave us a strategy in terms of need, in terms of church planting and even traveling and preaching around the globe. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it's actually the pattern, a structure we used for many, many years in our church. But you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Here's the thing, the Holy Spirit comes on us and we get the power of God lives in us. 
You will be witness in Jerusalem and then in Judea, Samaria, and then the ends of the earth. And God was speaking to us and saying, this is the strategy for your church. First, you need all the needs in the church. If your family has a need, it starts always in your own family. This is what I believe from the bottom of my heart. Your family comes first. Can I hear an amen? This is very important for me. My family comes first and then comes the second thing. Here is a, um, a map of Europe. And you see the middle of Europe is actually Zurich. If you are for, uh, from far away, this is like basic teaching for you. The center of Europe is always Zurich. And even the center of the world, of course, is always Zurich. This is what we believe. But we start in Zurich with one church in Zurich. And the first, I would say, six years, I was never traveling. I was here every Sunday. God said to me, first comes the house of God in Zurich, in Zurich, in Zurich, in Zurich, and all the needs, Zurich, Zurich, Zurich. Just like Jerusalem. Then we planted some churches in Switzerland. This is like Judea. You see, it's very, very small Switzerland, actually. When we planted the church in Bern, Bern is actually the capital of Switzerland. We know when we have Bern from Bern, you will reach every city in Switzerland. God said to us, now it's time for Europe. This was actually the next circle. We start to plant the churches in Europe. And for many, many years, we planted only churches in Europe. I preached and traveled only in Europe in terms of preaching and teaching. Never in Asia, never in America, not even in Australia, just only in Europe. One of our leaders in our movement, Andy Strupler, he always preached to the church, to Isaac Zurich. We go for Europe. We believe we can change Europe. And after one summer break, he came back to me and said, Leo, God spoke to me, we should go to Cambodia. I said, are you, are you kidding? You were the ones who preached to my church. We're only going for Europe. We're not going to the world. And Asia and, and, and Cambodia, it's not in Europe. Even if you make the map bigger, Asia is not Europe. This was the first church plant for us, like in the earth, in the world. And this was a strategy we used for many, many years. And when the, verb, the earth is finished, we're going for the galaxies. That's, people call me the pastor of the galaxies because the world is not big enough for me because Jack Norris is my very close friend. And here's the very thing. We always thought about circles. When, we, when I speak about leadership, uh, about helping people, I always teaching about circles. It starts first with your family, this your family or ICF Zurich, then comes Switzerland, then comes Europe, then comes the world, and then comes the galaxy on planet Earth. In the beginning, when we started our church, we preached about tithing, that we give at least 10% into the house of God, into ICF Zurich. But from the beginning on, we gave 10% away for the needs in our church. In the year 2017, ICF Zurich has donated 495,000 for the foundation for social needs in our church. And this is actually 10% of the budget. And this is a big gift. Let's give a big hand to the church. This is a half a million of Swiss money. 
and another 10%, almost the same number, we're giving away for church planting, for television, for winning people. That means ICF Zurich gives more than 20% away from the budget. That means 1 million Swiss francs. And we are a generous church from the beginning. And even after 21 years, we are still a very, very generous church. Because I believe changing a nation, changing the neighborhood always, you need a little bit money. And here is a leader on our stage. Her name is Betty Bossart. Let's give her a big, big hand on the stage. So Betty, just take a seat. Hello. You are the leader of the social ministry of social care in our church. Why do you believe that social is very important? I love to see people having encounters with Jesus. And my heart burns for this. But I also watched many people getting in trouble and they have so many troubles that they don't, they even, they don't think even about a God or about something more in life. Like troubles in finances, lots of big chaos and they are just in this, this wheel of life and can't go out. So sometimes they need just help. And when they get help, they can find a way and finally get connected to Jesus. And that's why I love to see the love of Jesus very practical. Come on, that's a good, good statement. Um, sometimes people think uh, ISIF is just a, a, a nice celebration, good worship music and preaching and teaching and planting churches and big conference. But behind the scenes of ISAF, we, we're giving more than 10% away for social ministry. That means um, the people in need were always a, a part of our hearts from the beginning. In James chapter 1, verse 27, I want to read this Bible verse to you. This is really a good, good Bible verse. Religion that God our Father accepts is pure and faultless is this. To look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. With other words... God is saying, if there are people in need in your own family, in your own church, you have to take care for them. And here's always a thing I said from the beginning in our church, honor your father and mother, even sometimes they're weird. Honor Israel, even sometimes I don't understand why, but it's God's people. God is saying, love the, 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 the foreigner people. Love the widows and orphans. And God is saying, if you're doing this as a church, you will be blessed. And often I don't understand why things are happening, but in my heart, I have a big, big, big heart. What is on the heart of God is also in my heart. Betty, just tell us some stories what the church is doing for many, many years in terms of social ministry in our church. We got to know a mother with two girls seven years ago. So it's a long time. The girls were little at this time. And the mother had to work lots of hours for less money. And we get, got to know her, the life was very chaotic, and we just came in her life and supported her in many ways. I asked her if she wanna tell us what Kinder was for her, and she gave a statement. So let's watch it together. At this moment, we are in Haiti. There are a problems with the criminality. People can think that I have a lot of money. We will send someone to come and kidnap me, to demand 50,000. 100 000 US. Moi, j'ai un peu peur. Ça fait 22 ans que je suis là. J'étais en Haïti depuis 2001. Jusqu'à présent, je n'ai pas encore parti. 
Ich kenne vor allem die Kinder von Jan. Sie hat zwei Töchter und anhand von ihnen habe ich ganz viel mitbekommen, was die Familie alles durchgemacht hat in den letzten Jahren. Es gab viele Ablösungsprozesse, die auch die Töchter dann machen mussten, weil die Mutter einfach Arbeit, arbeiten ging und sie dadurch wieder alleine auf sich gestellt waren. Und <lacht> ich Au début, j'avais peur. J'ai dit, mais c'est quoi qui me dévoile J'ai dit, mais la dame est venue chez moi pour prendre les enfants. Elle va amener, mais à peu à peu, peu à peu, je connais et la dame de qui me dévoile Betty. Elle vient chez nous. Après, moi-même, j'ai présenté d'autres familles avec Betty. Ich glaube, es macht einen riesigen Unterschied, weil ganz viele Hände und Füße dazukommen, die eine Situation tragen können, die jetzt zum Beispiel Jean alleine nicht hätte tragen können. Ich liebe es, wenn, wenn, wenn die Liebe von Jesus Hände und Füße ganz praktisch bekommt. Quand j'expliquais à mes copines, j'ai une dame de l'église, elle va organiser pour moi pour le déménagement. Je dis, imagine-toi, combien de personnes qui étaient chez moi? 10 personnes. C'est une grande aide pour moi. C'est pas tout le monde qui peut faire ça. Ich weiß immer, ich kann entscheiden, sehe ich einen Berg voll von Problemen oder sehe ich Potenzial, das einfach im Moment verdeckt ist. Und dann habe ich die Möglichkeit, was will ich sehen und was, wem gebe ich Raum. Und ich habe mich entschieden, ich möchte dieses Potenzial entdecken, freisetzen und freischaufen. C'est comme une famille. Pour moi, les gens de Kindewase, on est comme une famille. Si je suis toujours avec les gens de Kindewase, c'est parce que c'est les gens bien. Come on. Yes. That is an amazing story and, and the thing is you're not doing Kids Oase since one year, you're starting about seven years ago and I believe uh, often a church has to do with consistency. We start something, we're doing this by year by year, year by year, you're starting very small and now you see the results and also the fruits of that ministry. Betty, you told me a story that not everybody is able to, to invest their life into the Kids Oase. But there was particularly a, a, a woman in our or the person in our church that said, I have an animal. Do you know that animals can change a life? <laughs> Here is a story about one special, particularly animal. You know, to get involved in one family like that, it takes many hours. And not everybody has many hours per week to, to get involved in lives of kids or of women. And so we started a ministry with God, uh, God parents. You can be a Godfather, Godmother of a woman or of a child or of a whole family just to get away with them. And in February, a woman came to, to me in, uh, in, um, outside and told me, you know, I have a horse and I would love to invest the horse in, uh, in, in something. Can you use it? I was like, uh, imagine a horse. <laughs> um, Jumping around here from the stage. <laughs> and um, That would be cool. Uh, yeah. First church with a horse. I think the first and the last because it smells bad. But <laughs> I, I believe it's better the horse outside somewhere. So I brought a kid to her horse. And it happens like this. In March, a little girl came in uh, the Kinderwasser and she was trembling and she was her eyes were just so empty. And it was her birthday on this day, but nobody was thinking about that. And she came to our program and 
she told one of the leaders of our ministry, you know, my mother is so bad with me. And she explained the whole life she is in. And, and she was like, you know, I wish a dog for my birthday. And we told her, you know, we don't have a dog, but we have a horse. <laughs> Do you want to go ride horses once a month? And now this, this girl is connected with Miriam, and they met already once, and after the holidays, they will start every once. And the father, when he heard that our church gives this to her um, girl, he was just speechless. He was so astonished that we do this for a girl. And this touched my heart. It's, it's something very special as a talent, but you, we could use it to make a difference in our whole life. What an amazing story. Maybe you have a cat at home. Just bring the cat to the church. <laughs> Whatever you have at home. I love just, pets and just, everything. Just bring it. And if you have too much animals, we'll put it on the grill. <laughs> just kidding. It's only a joke. Come on. Uh, Betty, uh, you, you, you started also like an open group. Um, the open group is a small group, which is not for people who fit in every normal small group. But the leaders of the small group, the open group, they are already four years along with these people. And they have a big heart for them. They go away with these people. They go to, to an office where they can get help. They just visit them. They open their house for these people. And we ask them to, to make us a statement. So let's watch it together. Das sind welche, die benachteiligt sind, die sich auch nicht trauen, vielleicht in eine normale Small Group zu gehen, die sonst ein bisschen auffallen würden. Die kommen zu uns und fühlen sich auch wohl bei uns. Wir sind seit ungefähr zehn Jahren im ICF und seit fünf Jahren leiten wir die zusammen, die Open Group. Für mich ist es ein Begegnungsgefäß für Leute, die, ich sage jetzt im Allgemeinen, durch die normalbürgerlichen Maschen durchgehen, sechs in der Welt oder auch in der Kirche. Wir mögen die Menschen. Die Menschen, die jetzt kommen, die sind uns auch Freunde geworden. Wir laden die auch zu uns persönlich ein. Gleich am Anfang, den ersten Tag, als wir in die Open Group kamen, haben wir schon mega viel zurückbekommen an, an äh, Freundlichkeit, an Wertschätzung und äh, Offenheit für uns. Wir kannten uns ja nicht, wir kannten sie nicht, sie kannten uns nicht. Keiner wusste, was auf den anderen zukam, aber es war eine super Atmosphäre und äh, wir wurden mega gut begrüßt von den Menschen, sehr gut aufgenommen. Äh, da haben wir gespürt, dass da etwas ganz Besonderes ist in dieser Open Group. Freunde heißt für mich, dass ich offen bin zu ihnen dass ich ihnen sagen kann, wenn es mir mal nicht gut geht, dann beten sie für mich und ich weiß, dass ich es ehrlich meine. Und wiederum, wenn es ihnen nicht gut geht, kommen sie auch zu uns und sagen, dass sie Gebet brauchen. Der Reto ist vor ungefähr vier Jahren zu uns gekommen in der Open Group. Er war damals ein sehr, sehr ruhiger Mensch. Man das hat sich gefragt, dann. genau. Ja. Und ähm, im Laufe der Zeit, je länger er dann kam, hat er also aufgetaut. Hat mitgeholfen, hat, mitgeholfen, hat sich ein bisschen abholen, ja. eingebracht mit ganz einfachen Sachen. Und auf einmal, für uns auch recht plötzlich, hat er erzählt, er will sich taufen lassen. Das war natürlich ein Highlight, ganz klar. Der Reto hat sich weiter super entwickelt. Wir haben seine Talente entdeckt, seine Stärken gefunden, herausgefunden. Er hat sich dann investiert 2017, als das ICF in die Samsung Hall gezogen ist. In die, ins Welcome-Team, dann auch in die Technik, ins Technik-Team von unserer Open Group. Und äh, ein ganz besonderes Highlight war natürlich dann auch im letzten Jahr, da hat er äh, in der Open Group die Liebe seines Lebens gefunden. Und das berührt unser Herz mega. Mhm. 
Das ist eine schöne Sache, dass sie jetzt 62 da wirklich gefunden haben und man merkt, dass es gesegnet ist. Erst nochmal ein ganz, ganz dickes Dankeschön, großes Dankeschön ans ICF, dass mhm. äh, diese Arbeit hier möglich ist, sie wird unterstützt. Das ist Großzügigkeit, die wir hier erleben in der Kirche, mhm. das ist für uns ganz wichtig, dass eine Kirche dahinter steht und das erleben wir hier auch. Mhm. Come on, what an amazing story. <lacht> yes. This is really, really so, such a touching story. Uh, Betty, you have, you have some facts and figures about some numbers about the social ministry in our church. Yes, I love to see that behind every number is a story get, getting changed. So it's not only facts, it's always people. And I love this fact because, yeah, we see it's changed. So we are in contact with uh, around 100 kids um, from the city, from the, also with the family of them, of them. It depends if they open their families for us or not, but we have around 100 kids. We meet them last year, we had 48 programs on Sunday, and every program is a moment where we can connect, where we have relationships, where we have lots of fun, and their lives get changed. We have four places where we get these um, meeting points where the kids can come. So it's in Schlieren, Altstetten, Langstraße, and now we started here, around in the neighborhood, and we get to know new families and new kids with big stories also. We have now 50 godparents who are involved in relationships with kids or uh, adults. And um, normally they do it for one year, but most of the time the godparentship goes on and on because a relationship started and it's growing, so it's amazing to see that. Uh, we had 50 people getting help and um, coaching in finance problems or social problems, and we could coach them alongside and yeah, see them making steps. We also have a ministry for single moms. So at the meetings, 120 single moms met together last year. And out of this, one small group started because single moms just can't go in a normal small group on an evening because they are involved with a kid alone. So we started it on Sunday off afternoon, yes. And it's so cool to see how they go away together and have the community going on. Yeah, so lots of things goes on and, and lives are really involved in relationships. Betty, you told me also that you're doing uh, this year a special camp with uh, uh, families. Single moms, yes. Single, um, single moms. This is the first camp we're doing this? No, it's the second one? It's the one? first. The first camp this year with single moms. Yes, seven moms with kids come and we go for one week and just have in the morning kids program so the moms can get connected with Jesus and have some times for themselves and have teachings. And in the afternoon, we have programs with the kids and, and mothers where they can come or just take time out for them and the kids. So it's really for them and their family. So cool. Three, yes. others, three other numbers. For example, the food and fellowship in uh, international church, like, like this afternoon, it's for free. 
Of course, you can donate something you want, but it's paid from the church. Because we said, people, they're coming from far away. Maybe they're here in Switzerland for one year, for two years. We want to we wanna invest you. We want to give everything what we have that you feel welcomed. And this is actually a blessing from, from the community for you guys. And that's also a big hand for all those generous. It's a generous church, actually. This is cool. Another thing, we're investing a lot of money into ICF Cambodia. Uh, they started about uh, five years ago. They have more than 1,000 kids on a, on a weekend. 1,000 kids in Cambodia. It's an amazing story. Every year we're doing like Love in Action, uh, love in action. there's with, uh, some churches from the, from the city. This year we were, have been nine churches. There were more than 48 or nine uh, projects with more than 400 people were involved the last week. And this is really an amazing number. And a lot of uh, churches, uh, no, um, cities, they have copied that that concept and they're doing this in Schaffhausen, in Basel, all over Switzerland. And this is just some stories behind the scenes what we are doing. And Betty, I want to say um, in thanks of the whole church, you have, you have a big team, of course, you're not doing this yes. alone. Uh, behind a strong leader is always a strong team. And I want to say thank you to you, to your team, to your husband, to everybody. It's just doing an amazing job. Uh, you're changing lives and it has to do with money, time, and talents, let's give Betty a big applause. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Thank you. I love it because there's so many things behind the scene. In closing, um, it's very important for me that you understand the whole structure of why we do what we do. Because today we have a social Sunday. We say we want to give the social uh, ministry a voice this Sunday on the stage. And this, in the Bible, in the book of Ephesians, there are the five-fold ministry. I want to make you a very simple illustration. One-fifth are apostles. One-fifth are evangelists. They're winning people for Christ. One-fifth are prophets. And one-fifth are shepherds. And one-fifth are teachers. It's only one-fifth in the church are apostles. One-fifth are winning people. One-fifth are 150, oh, it's almost the same. Come on. One-fifth shepherds and one-fifth teachers. And here's the thing. A shepherd and an apostle, often they are not friends. No. They're not, they're not friends. They're, they're speaking two different languages. The apostle says, let's change the world. The shepherd said, I don't, I don't care about the world. Peter came to the church for the very first time. And they're going for one sheep. Just gather. Big, small, you have everything in the church. Why is this important? Because often when you have an agenda, when you have a passion, winning people for Christ or your prophet, you see only through your own lenses, only to be prophet is important. That should be, every Sunday should be like this. Your opinion, it's only one-fifth. Do you know that? That's very relaxing. Your opinion, it's only one-fifth. Some people, you have, to, you have to pray more. Yes, you one-fifth prayer. You're not, you're not, you, your topic is important, but praying, it's not the only thing. It's just one-fifth. And on closing, we're giving all those five topics a voice on stage. When we have an agenda every year, we think about the fivefold ministry in that way.
Once a year, the apostolic anointing means we're doing ICF conference in May and the ladies' lounge. You see two big conferences and you give those conferences a voice, an apostolic voice. Of course, when you're doing the, 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 the conference, we're not planting church in that four days, but this gives a voice. We are a church planting movement and then the whole year, the movement team is working very hard for doing church plant. A year later, we're going from glory to glory, from anointing to anointing, from a level to a new level. And then we're not speaking every Sunday about church planting. Be happy. It's only one-fifth church planting. Winning people for Christ, two things. It's the Easter musical, 12,000 people. Christmas season, thousands of people gathering. This is our evangelistic voice twice a year. Of course, every Sunday we have new people. People get to know Jesus Christ. This is like something that happens all the time. About the prophetic anointing, what we're doing is like the Holy Spirit Sunday was amazing. Israel Sunday, Art Sunday, Social Sunday. We give the prophetic thing a big, 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 big voice. Shepherd, we have love in action and we have 300, 300 small groups in our church. The number is 300, 300. Small group, team groups and society groups. That means every week after the celebration is over the big, we're doing small, we take care for 8, 10, 12 people, year by year, week by week, month by month. People sometimes think just small is important. No, it's only one-fifth. You're flipping soccer. That's always my, 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 my slogan, sorry. Teaching, Sunday, courses, and ICF college. That means when we're planning a year, we're giving the five-fold ministry a stage, a voice. You know why I'm doing that? I believe that the balanced church is a healthy church. And a healthy church goes on smoother and you're growing from glory to glory, from anointing to another anointing. Uh, I hope it makes sense so far for you guys. And I want to close with an amazing, an amazing Bible verse. In Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24, one person gives freely, yet gains even more. That means sometimes the rich people getting richer by year by year. Another without undoubtedly, but comes to poverty. That means some people give nothing. And here is the basic thing. I'm a farmer boy. I'm a farmer boy. And I know one thing for sure. If you're not seeing some seeds in the ground, there is no harvest. A lot of people say, why is there is no harvest in my life? I say, oh, that's a good question. It's not even a question. My question is always a question. Have you planted some seeds? No. I believe in the grace gospel. Good for you. Then wait, you're flipping soccer so long until you die. You understand what I'm saying? You have to plant some seeds. The output is a financial output, a time or talents. And I believe the church has a power 
when we are generous to our neighborhood, to people in need, we take care for those people. In closing of the message, I want to take, create the Holy Spirit moment. Bless you. It's all good. It's all good. Oh, then I'm happy because it was super loud. Um, um, let, let's close our eyes for a moment. Because I love when the Holy Spirit speaks to you. That's all about church. I don't know what is on the heart of God in terms of social ministry. Maybe it's time for you to start a small group where you open up your home, your doors for people you don't know yet. Or maybe you start to giving into the house of God. Investing your time, your talents. I don't know what is the next step. Holy Spirit, here we are. The church is the body of Jesus Christ. Please show me, explain me my next step in terms of social ministry. What is on your heart for me? What is my next step? And now, right now, in the presence of the Holy Spirit, let's be quiet for a moment. And I believe right now, the Holy Spirit speaks to you right now. Because heaven is open. God is near. your sovereignty when there is no clarity because I can't sit forever in my disappointment and pain. I'm going to stand and I'm going to sing again, sing again, sing again. Fear loves to limit you. Fear loves to keep you where you are. Fear wants you to do what you have always done and never do anything else. Fear wants to shackle your potential and fear always wants to limit you. But every everlasting change starts with the Word of God. The Word of God has a power in it like nothing else. Jesus, I'm afraid. Jesus, let's do it. And there are moments when you are in a ladder, when you are facing an area where you're super afraid. Pray, grab, hold, face, and please don't give up.